money. The game they thought would project them into a possible wild card position. It would bring them 7-5 had they won. But a late interception by the Giants. They'll preserve a giant victory. An upset win as the Giants lead 17 to 12. We're inside 30 seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts. Wait a minute. Here's a free fly. I don't believe it. The Eagles pick it up and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown. Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight, how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out. But we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process we use to predict the games successfully. Uh, decision science, in terms of the mean, probability theory are all used in this podcast. Statistics, we use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right, is education experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you, and another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. Tomorrow night. He said this is... There's no way around it. It's gonna rain. Is that a grass field, Scott? It's kind of like turf. It's one of okay. it's one of those newfangled turf fields. So, okay, okay. All right. If you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Just ask Bill Belichick. Right? He's getting embarrassed by the people he has around in his room. So we'll go around. Uh, we'll go. Uh, uh, Chad, Jason, and Scott, what are your first thoughts if we get into week 16 uh, and close out three weeks, want to get 70, 80% in the next three weeks to finish in the high 60s for the year as we head into the playoffs? What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, it's great to have the whole gang back together. Um, life's been busy. You know, we all got got all the responsibilities 
Christmas is coming up. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, busy time of year, busy week for sure. But man, yeah, I just, you know, we're, we've got the last few weeks here. We're really trying to hunker down and, um, and, and put it all into a strong finish. Strong finish. And let me ask you this, Jason. In the last, I don't know, for me, in the last 20 years has been interesting. But in the last 20 years, I have not met anybody who's not busy. Have you met anybody who's not busy in Chicago? <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. So, I'm, yeah, excited to be back this week. And, uh, yeah, looking forward uh, to these picks with a full house. Uh, Going to have some uh, great insights and uh, good collaborative information going tonight. So, uh, happy holidays, everyone. And uh, glad to be here helping with the sheet. Yeah, no, and the key is collaboration, right? The Chinese and the Russians don't think we can collaborate. That's what they went so hard at the Ukrainians, as we had Zelensky in there uh, tonight, trying to get money for more collaboration. But here we're collaborating on picks so we can make money. All the Christmas presents I just finished buying on Amazon are all through betting dollars. And we're very blessed we live in the United States of America. $137 trillion market to be able to pull that off. Scott, what do you think? Uh, happy holidays to everybody. First of all, um, you know it's been a it's been an up and it's been an up and down roller coaster year in the NFL, and we're we're still around sixty percent. So first goal is to get over that sixty percent, then the next goal is to get into the mid sixties. So, uh, but again, happy holidays to everybody here and everybody listening out there. Um, hope you have a great great season and, and make some money. Right. What those percentages mean is that 52.5% is break even. 59% you can live in Vegas, buy a condo. But we want to buy a big house in Vegas. We want to be where the elite sports bettors are, which is consistently at 70% year round. And Scott and I have a formula. We talked about in the last podcast how to be that way. So 70% year round. So those are our specific goals as every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and outcome, all right? The first game, we got what? We got the Jets uh, at home. Update my spreadsheet here. So we got the Jets at home. Against Wilson's gonna start and he sucks. And you got the Jets against Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence, who also sucks. Except he's been put in better position than uh, Wilson has. Uh, the Jets have to win this game. There's no way around it. Salah has to win this game. The Jaguars played a physical Dallas Cowboy team. They kind of beat them up. Uh, this is not a division game for them. They still have a chance. Uh, just the roster of the Jets on defense should be better, and they're at home. Uh, on Thursday night, especially late in the season, Thursday night home teams win about 80% of the time. It, the Jets are a young team, so that means they have a lot of false hope on that team. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of useful uh, exuberance uh, to get them through this. And uh, – Jacksonville's going to be beat up. So I'm taking the Jets minus one under 37. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets too. Um, and I'm going to take the under. It, the weather on the East Coast, I mean, we didn't mention it on the right. top, but 
it starts tomorrow night and it's going to be awful all the way up and down the East Coast this weekend. So a lot of these games, uh, you'll notice a trend here, I think, for us. Right. But um, yeah, the you know, the Jaguars are a hot, really hot offensively right now. They're scoring a lot of points. They just put up 40 against Dallas, who's supposed to be a good defense. They put up 36 against Tennessee. They've been putting up in the 30s, and Trevor Lawrence has come into his own. But I, I think defensively, um, the Jets are going to do something, and the weather is going to neutralize that offense, that yeah. passing game. So if you remember last year, Trevor Lawrence went up against the Jets, threw for 280 yards, no touchdowns, couple, one or two picks, I think. Sauce Gardner was not there. He's there this year. He's he's going to make a huge difference in terms of Trevor Lawrence's passing game. So give me the Jets and give me the under. The Jets and the other. What do you think, uh, Chad? Yeah, you're on the under, under two, right, Josh? Right, because uh, the Jets, they want to play the defense the whole game. They have a horrible quarterback that they don't want to uh, take any chances, right? Uh, yeah. The high school. Let me let me ask you. Ask, let me ask you guys this: Who who do you think has a better run running game? Who who who's a better run team at running the football between the Jaguars and the Jets? I think the Jets are right now. I think Zonovan Knight's done a phenomenal job stepping in for Michael Carter when he got injured. So mm. Travis Travis Etienne for the last five games, he's only had one really good game, and that was the last game. So yeah. Um, but both. Yeah, I'm with you guys here. The the reason I agree is the Jaguars are chasing the Titans, um, right? Who they play the Texans this week, who I think they'll beat, but they do play the Cowboys. They're a five-point home dog to the Cowboys in two weeks. Um, you know, and J Jacksonville can afford to lose this game, I think, because the Cowboys will beat the Titans, and they'll be down, um, you know, one game going into that last game of the year, right? Where they'll be behind one game, but if they win, they'll own the tiebreaker and they'll still control their own destiny um, with a loss. So yeah, I, I, I agree here. Um, I think they know that. I think they're, you know, you know, gonna, gonna be conservative, low scoring game. The Jets will get the home win on Thursday night and it'll stay under the 37. Right. And this will also be a theme. Uh, it's been a theme regardless of the weather. Teams are just waiting for other teams to make mistakes. That's all they're doing. Sitting back, playing in zone, running the ball. The quarterback doesn't have a, a clear advantage. He's going to take off and run. Even if it's the guy who can't run, like Daniel Jones. So all these teams are doing that. And right now, sitting on, after week 15, 55% of the games have gone under. So you got to mitigate all that. A game that's definitely going under. I already bet the under. I bet under 36. And I like Atlanta. I bought the point to get it over the key number, plus eight, uh, under 36 points. Scott, what do you think? You got Harbaugh. Har he, all Harbaugh yeah, is, all he's doing is waiting for others to make mistakes. He's going to wait for the rookie quarterback to make mistakes. And this game will be under 14-10 uh, Baltimore. So, so when you look at Baltimore, probably no Lamar Jackson again, okay? Their best receiver is Demarcus Robinson. Right. They just got Sammy Watkins off of uh, waivers. So he's probably, if he plays, he's going to be very limited. He knows the system and, and everything. So I think what Atlanta is going to do on defense is, again, what Cleveland did the last game, shut down Mark Andrews. 
and make them throw to the wide receivers. And I don't think he's going to throw with much success. That's a lot of points to, to, uh, to give, give away to Atlanta. So I like Atlanta and I like the under, cause I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. I can see this being a 13, 10 game. Um, I just think that Atlanta is still playing for the division has a losing right. record, still right. playing for the division. So they have a lot to play for a lot on the line. So they're going to show up in Baltimore and they're going to play really tough. So. I'm going to agree. What do you think, Chad? Chad, I'm mute. You guys hear Chad? Can you hear me now? Yep. We can hear yep. you now. I said, yeah, it's not even a question for me. You fade Harbaugh as a touchdown favorite every time, and you'll make money. So I, lo- I ATL's got something to play for here for sure. I love fading Harbaugh. It's going to be a low-scoring game. The total's telling you that at 35-and-a-half, which favors the dog to cover. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. This is going to be a low-scoring grudge match type game. It's going to be cold. It's going to be pretty cold weather. Uh, under the 36, Atlanta plus the seven and a half. Nice, unanimous pick there. Uh, really, this is another one of those games that you're getting hyped up through the holidays. Santa's coming, you can't sleep. Uh, if you have that for $4.99, you can get the uh NFL Plus and you can record against Washington during the week. Go ahead and record this New Orleans Cleveland game. It's going to be very, very, very boring. Uh, Got to take it under the 33, right? Because both teams, again, uh, one's an analytics team and the other one is a defensive team coached by a defensive coordinator. And, again, that's been the theme. I don't know if it's COVID. They didn't put in a lot of stuff or what's going on. But all people are doing is waiting for others to make mistakes whether it's a turnover or anything, and not being aggressive at all. So definitely it's going to happen. So, yeah, definitely under the 33. And I like betting against analytics teams. Cleveland, it was a fluke. Carolina lost. So I feel good about that. I like New Orleans, Andy Dalton, plus three against Cleveland. What do you think, Scott? So... We talked. I told. We talked about the East Coast weather. This game is going to be the worst of them all. It's going to be feel like negative ten degrees. The winds are going to be sustained from thirty miles per hour to forty miles per hour, with gusts close to sixty miles per hour in this game. It means you're not going to be able to throw the ball. You're not going to be able to punt the ball. You're not going to be able to do much of anything in the air. So it comes down to running games. And both of these teams, Nick Chubb has not practiced this week. I don't know if he's going to play. If he does not play, that neutralizes Cleveland's advantage. So I'm going to take the underdog in New Orleans plus the three and under the 33. This is not even going to come close. This is going to be one of those 10-7 type of games. So, 100% agree. What do you think, Chad? You know, I'm with you guys, man. I mean – the weather is going to be crazy here. New Orleans is one game out of tied for first in that division. They're just like Atlanta. They're playing for something here. They're a playoff team. Um, I, I mean, with this weather, I, I think you got to take New Orleans getting the field goal here in a game, which is going to be just a slop fest, low scoring game. So 
I'm with you guys. The under with that weather um, and, and New Orleans getting a field goal in that weather with, with a team, you know, that, I mean, Cleveland's not making the playoffs. Um, New Orleans is right in there. So you gotta, gotta love that motivation factor there. So I'm, I'm with you guys. All right. So you got New Orleans plus three under 33. And this is not a cult here. Uh, we disagree with each other all the time because that's how you know somebody's honest when they disagree. If you're on a date and the girl's laughing at all your jokes, to be honest, you're in trouble. <laughs> One of those has to be you get a frown or it's not funny, right? Because you want, so it's honesty. So we literally agree on these picks. This is not a cult for those listening for the first time. No Jim Jones here. Everybody can say what they want. This is America. And that's how you learn is through uh, having smarter people around you with a different angle, different opinions uh, to get to the truth. Because once you get to the truth, you can predict outcomes. That's what Elon Musk says anyway. Uh, Detroit Lions, we are 66% on Detroit Lion games. Thank you for diversity, right? Adrian Rob, you know, it's great Detroit Lion information. Uh, going to Carolina analytics team, uh, Detroit, Adrian Rob and I agree, it's a dysfunctional football team uh, that Dan Campbell's doing a great job. He's doing a Zach Taylor, uh, getting this team to play well, with very, very limited, flawed talent, great, Offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn. He fired one of his guys mid-season. Good job. He fired him for the good, right? Uh, for the good of the people, and that's changed their uh, defense, right? It's changed their defense uh, totally. So I like them in this situation against uh, Sam Darnold, our friend Sam Darnold. Great podcast we did with uh, Brown, who is on the Pac-12 Networks. He's doing really good. He's banking and commercial real estate. We had him on the podcast. His best friend is Sam Darnold, starting quarterback, your starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, $30 million signing bonus. That's up the road here. Uh, so give me Detroit on the money line. And over the 44 points, the average of an NFL game is 45 points. Uh, Goff and Carolina will get it over that. What do you think, Scott? We'll go Scott and Chad. Yeah, so this is one of the games on the East Coast that's not affected by weather um, down in Carolina. Detroit's on a major role. Defensively, they're playing much, much better football. Jared Goff offensively is – playing really good quarterback. He's not turning the ball over that much. He's uh, finding the right guys. He's, he's spreading the ball around, which is which right. is key in this offense. you got to spread the ball around, take the pressure off of Amara St. Brown, and he's doing that. If DeAndre Swift could ever get going here, Detroit could be a dangerous team in this, in this NFC wildcard mix. Um, I think Detroit's going to win the game. So I'm going to go Detroit. What is it, minus three, is it? I'm going to go Detroit minus three, and I'm going to go over the 44. I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, slightly different. I like money lines because the special cheap football teams without depth, I hate playing them with points. 
but we agree on the over 44. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I, I, I'm with you guys here. I, You heard it here first. Detroit is making the playoffs this year. They're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I firmly believe that. They win this game. They got the Bears at home next week. They're a touchdown favorite. I think they're going to win that one. They're going to be sitting there at 9-7 and seven going into the last week of the season to play Green Bay. Um, you know, I, I really think Detroit's going to, you know, make the playoffs this year. And I think this game, they feel it. They sense it. Carolina's, a, you know, just a team that's really done for the year. Um, you know, just really, really poor team offensively. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Detroit, the way they've been playing is being able to score the ball, the offense all year, the way the defense has been stepping up lately. I'm, I'm really big on Detroit right now. I love them to win this game. And, yeah, I think this one with the good weather, Detroit's really been an over team all year. Um, you know, Carolina scored on a, de- a good Steelers defense last week enough. I think uh, this game will squeak over the 44. So I'm with you guys. Yeah, and a football question real quick. You know, Gus, I guess it. This, you know, this is what I have reading around. After, you know, I have my intellectual, then I have my business stuff I have to read. Then after that, I start reading about defenses. So I'm on the 4-2-5 now. I'm going to go on the 3-3-5. And watching bowl games is good because you those defense. But, Chad, what do you think about this? Football question. Uh, Detroit has a great offensive line now with Bragno playing out of his mind, Pro Bowl guy. Is it more important to have a good running back or a good offensive line? You asking me? Yeah. You played. Uh, uh, offensive line Southern is Missouri definitely more State important. It? Southern Missouri State where you played? Yeah, Missouri Southern. If you better O line is more important. Southern. If you have a if you have a really good O line, you can plug and play that running back. It doesn't really matter who he is. Right. Get up in there. You know, there's a good hole. Hit the hole hard. I mean, it is. I mean, O line all day. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why um, the market, sports betting market, overvalues certain players missing at certain times because it's more important to have a good offensive line than having a good running back. Uh, what do you think about this game, Scott? You can't bet it because it's in your area. You're eighty percent NBA. You're money NBA. Uh, playoffs, but then we got the Celtics. They were like twenty percent. Uh, Christmas, I'll pick the Celtics game. But you live in there, you know a lot about what's going on. I was listening to Scott Zolak go nuts. Thought he was going to have a heart attack on the Patriots radio broadcast. Cincinnati three and a half. That's way too many points. So give me New England plus four, and. You tell me about the weather. What do you think about the weather over there in New England? So it's plus four, and the total is 41 and a half. So it's supposed to be around, we're going to be 60 degrees on Friday in pouring rain. On Saturday, it's going to drop 30 to 40 degrees. So it's going to be around 25 to 30. And winds are going to be anywhere from 15 to 17 miles per hour. So it's not really a detriment to Joe Burrow and that offense and throwing the ball. I think they're going to be able to. I like Cincinnati in this spot because I think there's going to be a carryover from the last game. And I, and I, I seriously think the shorter week, the Patriots flying back from the West Coast after a game they should have won, and they didn't for, for a myriad of reasons, which we talked about yesterday. Um, I just think there's going to be a, a – an over over uh, hang on this on this team. I don't think Mac Jones is has become a good quarterback simply because the offensive coordinators will not let him. Which is Matt, <laughs> right. Matt, 
Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. They won't let him. So I think that Cincinnati's coming in here with a full head of steam. They played awful in the first half against Tampa. They played great in the second half. I think that Cincinnati will come in here and will put on a show. They won't win by a ton. They'll win to cover it. They'll win by a touchdown. And I, I like I like the – would you pick the over or the under, Josh? I'm, I like the over because the weather is going yeah. to be it's going to be yeah. fine and the total is way too low. Average score of the NFL game is forty five points. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing, right? And Chad, let me ask you this: uh, I know you're a receiver, but if an NFL team, NFL team asks you to be a defensive back, would you do it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Then we need to get you on the Raiders because the Raiders have the worst defensive backs in NFL history. They yeah. certainly do. They certainly it, do. It, these guys aren't that much better, Cincinnati. Uh, so, just some basic plays because that's all Patricia knows how to run. I think the basic plays is going to be enough for them. Maybe to lose this game, twenty-seven twenty-four. You know, it, because Belichick is the greatest defensive strategist of all time. You got to remember, Scott. Remember this. You talked about it. Uh, Belichick stole practice films from uh, the Bengals, and I guarantee you, he still has it. He was supposed to give it to the NFL. How hard is it to put it on a thumb drive and put it on this week? Uh, Very hard to, to strategize against them. Uh, what yeah, do you think, I, Chad? The, yeah. the, but before Chad goes, the tape that yeah. they stole had no Jamar Chase on it. Right. And I think that's the difference in this game. I think Jamar Chase will have a really good game. I think there's, there's just going to be a hangover for the Patriots in this game from the Raiders game. I, I personally don't think the Patriots are going to win another game this year. I think they've done. They, yeah. they, I think they're I, mad. That's you guys, mad. You guys are both on the Bengals, right? No, I'm actually on the Patriots plus four. I I'm on the Bengals. Just, to Scott's yeah. point, there's going to be a hangover. What Belichick does is because he's an introvert, and, you know, he's a weirdo, right? And a lot of successful people are weirdos. That's what makes them successful, the fact they're odd. And what he does is, because he can't connect with people, what he does is he'll bring in defensive uh, players and he'll hand them a uh, uh, paper bag. These days it's all plastic. When you see a paper bag, it's because there's cash in it. You'll give a guy, hey, thank you for your last two weeks. Here's 10, 10 grand. I need you to play hard for me on, on Saturday. Thank you. Do this for your kid or whatever. He's going to do that with every defensive player, every defensive staff, and that's how he gets to motivate people. And then he's a great strategist. That's why I like him to cover. But it is going to go over. Yeah, that's going to go over. The season. Uh, an Andy has a horrible defense, protected by a great coordinator and offense. Uh, so what do you think, Chad? Um. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with Scott here. I like the Bengals minus three. Um, I'm getting for minus one twenty right now on Bovada Bengals minus three. But I think you got two teams right now going trending in the exact opposite directions. The Bengals showed us last year they started slow, they peaked late and ran it to the Super Bowl. They're starting to peak again in the same way. What they did to Tampa after getting down like that and came back, they're a team that peaked at the right time last year and i'm seeing them peak at the right time this year the patriots are in shambles they got no freaking play caller they don't know what they what they are going to do i agree with scott i don't think the patriots are going to win another game this year after this they got they play the dolphins and then they got to go to buffalo 
They're not making the playoffs this year. Belichick knows it. They know it. I think the ship is wrote. I think the Bengals are peaking at the right time, trying to really place themselves for seeding in the AFC here. So give me the Bengals minus three, and I agree it goes over the 41 and a half. All right. So the consensus pick is going to be uh, Cincinnati minus three. We all agree on the over 41. And I encourage everybody to read in the offseason – Ian O'Connor's book, uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, uh, he shaved the lacrosse sticks on his college team illegally and handed illegal sticks to every guy on his team. So he loves cheating, right? He's He doesn't have to cheat. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He cheats, and Anna's an expert. I'm not. But most people like him that are successful who cheat or to go to the grocery store and steal, right? It's because they like stealing and they like cheating. So I'll be interested to see what desperate times come for desperate, desperate measures. Because Chad's right. They're, they're, they're trending not making the playoffs. So that means he's going to be fired. This job he's had for a long time, right? He has all his kids working there. So it'll be interesting to see the results of Bill Belichick's desperation on Sunday. Now, uh, Jason, do you follow the Bears? Chicago Bears there in Chicago? A little. No? But yeah? A little. A little, yeah. Because I know, I know Jim doesn't like the Bears. He lives in Chicago. They're playing Buffalo. And Buffalo's coasting at this point. So what coasting means in football, because football is not like baseball, not like basketball, where you can play at 80%, mess around, not play defense. Football, if you do that, you're going to get hurt. So the way they take things easy in football is a guy who usually plays 40 snaps plays 20 snaps. A guy who usually plays 40 snaps and then plays 15 snaps on special teams doesn't play special teams at all. So that's what Buffalo is going to do going into Chicago. Uh, Chicago, again, a team that's a young team. So that means they have false hope. So they're still playing hard late in the season. Uh, two defensive coaches going against each other. And how's the weather going to be in Chicago on Sunday, Jason? Horrific. Negative 25 bills. Uh, all these games are on Saturday. Right. Saturday. Yeah, yeah because Christmas. Sunday Christmas. is Christmas. Yeah, we're coming off of wrapping up a blizzard Thursday, Friday, and the snow part will be done by 6 a.m. Saturday. But I think the temperature is going to linger. I'm just checking that now. Right. So without that, they get, I think this line will balloon because there's going to be a lot of people at home snowed in, and they're going to be on their apps betting favorites in the uh, and they'll say, "Oh, the weather." Da, da, da. Yeah, gusts to 40 miles an hour winds. Yeah, the two defensive coaches going at each other. Uh, I gotta think this guy to be under 40, 41 by the point right now. Bet it down as you see it. So, Chicago, whatever balloons to. Uh, your, I guess we'll do it on Saturday. You wanna do the live stream on Saturday, Scott? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can do it at 12.45, my time if you want. Yeah, yeah, because that's gonna be most of the game. And then, you know. Anna yep. doesn't let me do anything on Christmas. Except <laughs> 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 so watch Lifetime movies. Oh, good. Yeah. 
but I will sneak. I got a phone and an iPad. I can sneak in there. They'll have like three NFL games on. Yeah. Yep. But it's, I, like, I, it's I, like a Thanksgiving oh, Day on Christmas. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it, uh, Chicago, whatever balloons to plus a 10. Uh, to lose in a close game, 10 to 7, 13 7. Uh, and that's way under 41. What do you think, Scott and Chad? So when I look at weather, I don't look at cold. I look at wind right. and I look at rain or snow. And with gusts of 40 miles per hour, the main question is who's the better running quarterback in this game, Josh Allen or Justin Fields? Because if you've got gusts of 40 miles per hour, if you get a gust like that, you can't throw the ball. So um, I, would, I would tend to think – and the better defense too. In that case, I would take the Bills with the better defense. So this day, game is definitely going under. It's not going to get to the 41. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to take the Bears with you, Josh. I don't think this is going to be a blowout game. I think this is going to be a close game simply because I think the wind neutralizes the Buffalo Bills passing attack in this game. Right. And I think Justin Fields can run just enough and David Montgomery can run just enough for them to keep this game close. It will balloon to 10 problem, no doubt about it in my mind. So right. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Bears plus whatever it gets to. And the under. Yeah, I'm with you guys here, man. Low scoring game, a Buffalo team that's coasting, like you said, Josh. Um, you know, Chicago was was pretty solid last week. Um, played a close game. Justin Fields is a better running quarterback in that crazy weather. He's gonna you know be able to make some plays with his legs. So, yeah, I like Chicago to cover that balloon line and in 40 mile an hour wins. Give me an under. We're gonna I think we're gonna see those bad weather games. We're gonna see a lot of unders. They're gonna be profitable this week for sure. Right, and you got to mitigate that too, because that that Buffalo Miami game should have been under, and it was a shootout in the cold. But you had different factors. You had two uh, teams within the division that had played each other before. They knew where their defensive weaknesses were, and both teams are kind of crazy teams. They kind of went at each other. They kind of didn't like each other after what transpired in the first game. So you got to mitigate all those things as you're picking these games. Houston Texans covered two weeks in a row for us uh, with big inflated lines. Going to Tennessee, Tennessee needs a win bad. Uh, I think after two bad weeks with the chaos going on, the family, cheap owned team, uh, the Adams family, Bud Adams, who moved the team from Houston. To Tennessee, uh, they fired their general manager to avoid payroll taxes and didn't tell Brable who was taking over his slot and embarrassed him, trying to cut somebody, bringing in papers to cut somebody, and secretaries were laughing at him. So I think they're over that now. He's going to batten down the hatches with the people he has. And uh, Houston's luck is going to run out here. What's going to be the weather in Tennessee? Because right now, uh, with uh, Davis Mills playing a lot better after Scott and I predicted he was going to play better because this is going to be the end of his career. He's playing for his career. So he's playing better. Uh, Houston has a defense that wears down in the second half. So they'll give up points. The only reason they covered for us the last two weeks was because of the Davis Mills situation, playing lights out. 
So I see him playing well and pending and what I'm going to check if the weather in Tennessee, I like it over 35. The average score of an NFL game is 45 points, 35. It's way too low. Uh, what do you think, Scott, then Chad? So Derrick Henry owns the Texans. That's number one. He runs for 200 yards uh, every game against them. The problem I have, with ten, and I'm picking Tennessee on the money line. I'm not pick, yeah. going with the points. No. The problem I have is if Ryan Tannehill does not play, Malik Willis, Mike Vrabel does not want him throwing more than 10 passes in a game. He does right. not think he can throw the football. So having said that, I'm going to take Tennessee on the money line, and I'm going to wait until the line change for the over-under because if it's Malik Willis, I'm going under. If it's Tannehill, I'm going over because of the simple fact that he'll have more confidence in Tannehill throwing the ball than he will Malik Willis. So that's that's where I stand. But Tennessee on the money line, I'm not going with the points. I'm just going to go on the money line here. Yeah. So, right, no, I, uh, no. I'm Tennessee money line because Tennessee is a, obviously just described their dysfunctional yeah. part of it. Yeah. And then I'm going to wait for that too. And then on the live stream, I'm going to try to publish the live stream because Scott and I have getting a lot of inside betting information on there. Mm -hmm. so I'll make, the previous ones, I'm going to try to publish. And then we'll publish the picks on Twitter and on the website. We'll even do a post on YouTube with what we decided on uh, the ones that you're picking right before the game on the live stream. What do you think, Chad? You know, I'm with you guys. I, I like Tennessee minus two and a half here. I think they'll win this game by a field goal. Um, must win spot for them. And I, I, I like the over here, regardless of who, of who plays for, for Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry is going to rush for 200 yards. Right. I think the Texas defense will break down and they'll be, Derrick Henry will be able to run all over them. And Malik that Willis can run too, Malik Willis, yeah. to me, is a running back. Exactly. So, you know, you got that plus one with Malik Willis. And then, um, you know, I think like like Josh said, Davis Mills is kind of playing for his career here. Their offense has kind of been picking it up lately. So I think, you know, the Texans will do enough offensively. This 35 is is low. Um, it's a low number. I, I think, you know, easily this could be, uh, you know, a 20, 24 to 14 type game, you know, and, and, and get over. So, I mean, it doesn't really need much here. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking – Tennessee is going to win this one right in that ballpark, 24-14, 21-17, something like that. So I like to want to squeak over the number and Tennessee minus two and a half. You know what? I'll go over. I'll go over no matter what. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm going I, over. I think it's going over. Yeah, I think it's going over. Because uh, uh, Houston's going to fold in the fourth quarter. They don't have any depth at all on defense. And Lowy Smith puts it on the defense, which is stupid. But I'm not the coach of the team. I just – Make money off his stupidity. I'm happy with you to be stupid, putting it on a defense with no depth. In the fourth quarter, they give up a lot of points. And they're going to be beat up as, you know, Derrick Hendricks like trying to tackle fast offensive linemen. Uh, Seattle, Pete Carroll, plus 10 going to Kent, uh, Kansas City. Uh, the total is 49. Make sense of this game, Scott. So 49, I think, is, is too many points in this in this proposition. I think it's gonna go 
I think it's going to get to 45, and I think that's about where it's going to park. Tyler Lockett's out for this game. He had Ooh. finger surgery earlier this week, so that's a big-time weapon that, that Seattle will not have. Kenneth Walker, their star running back, has not practiced at all this week. He's dealing with an injury. If he's out, there's two major weapons going into Kansas City that they're going to be missing. I do not – 10 points is a lot of points. I think Seattle can keep it close uh, even without those two guys. So I'm going to say 10 points is a little too much because this is AFC-NFC with Andy Reid, who is going to be very vanilla, wants to get in, win the game, get out, no injuries. So I like Seattle plus the 10 and under the total of 49. I would, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with that because I can totally see Andy Reid with a 17-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and Andy Reid's not going to be doing it. He's going to run it up the middle. Uh, Carroll's going to load the box, stop him, and Seattle scored two very meaningless touchdowns uh, to cover the 10 points. And I don't think it gets to 49. The average score of the NFL game is 45. Yeah, that's 49. I even buy the half point, get it to 50. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys here. You know, I, I think Pete Carroll being a defensive guy, having Lockett out, having, you know, the running back out, Kenneth Walker, you know, he, he's going to put it on the defense. He's going to be more conservative. They're going to run the ball, shorten the game, try to make it close into the fourth quarter. Um, which is, is going to help with the under, and it's going to help with them covering 10 and a half. And also, like you said, Andy Reid, he's not worried. He's going to take his foot off the off the pedal. Um, you know, they're going to be at the back, you know, back door. Even if Kansas City gets up 17, like Josh said, the back door cover is going to be in play here. Um, yeah, so give me that half point. Give me Seattle plus the 10 and a half and uh, under 49 and a half. I, I definitely think that uh, Seattle can keep this one close. Kansas City kind of showed us last week going into overtime with the Texans. They're kind of coasting it out. They're, they're, they're trying to get in and get out with these wins and save it for the games that really matter. You can see with how they played last week. And I think it's going to be a similar similar game plan this week. So I like I like Seattle plus 10.5, under 49.5. Give me the half points over those key numbers. Nice. All right. So, so, Josh, yeah. so Josh, all Kansas City has left after this game is Denver and the Raiders. He will not show anything this last three no. games. He'll yeah. be very vanilla. So that's why I'm saying he's saving everything for the playoffs now. He knows he can win the three bit by being vanilla. He's going to save it for the playoffs. That's what he's been doing. What I've been watching is very, very conservative. Um, you know, Mahomes running it when he feels like it. Nothing, nothing crazy like we'll see in the playoffs. The Giants are going to Minnesota. Uh, two very cheap. Family-owned uh, franchises. Minnesota's franchise owned by a criminal. The Mar family cares more about Mar Rooney, Rooney's acting career than she cares about the players. It's the Giants. I don't. It's interesting to see what Goodell's going to do. The Giants, the Chicago Bears too. They're right around each other. They're both illegally or against NFL rules below the salary cap. And again, the NFL union is paid off, right? Because there's a union on this. Right? So if you want to track NFL corruption, that's where you do that. Uh, Minnesota's 
right in that same boat. Home game for them before Christmas. This smells blowout to me. You know, I think uh, midnight's hitting. Midnight is coming uh, for Cinderella. Uh, the mustard is going to be off the hot dog as far as the Giants are concerned. So I see them getting blown out. Because of the game blown out, it's going to be under the 48. As Kevin O'Connell and those defensive coaches are going to read the Vikings defense right after giving up, uh, you know, points last week. Special teams going to get the riot act. It could be adjustments made. And really, the Giants just do not have the resources to go toe to toe with Minnesota, especially on offense. Uh, against an experienced defensive coordinator, he knows how to play this conservative Southern offense deep ball has. Just too limited in the situation. So give me Minnesota minus four, under 48. What do you think, Scott? So when I personally have said on this podcast that a guy is in a great spot in a game, late season game that they need to win, usually that guy falls flat. Kirk Cousins is in a perfect spot against a Giants defense that's not very good to carry on what he did in the second half. He threw for almost 400 yards in the second half last week against Indianapolis right. and brought that team back to win that game. I don't think the Giants can cover Justin Jefferson. I think the Giants' game plan is the Vikings' game plan is to throw and throw and throw. So I'm going to take Minnesota here, and I'm going to take the under the 48. I agree with you. The Giants got their win last week. They're back to you know they they think right. they're back on even ground. I think they're going to get a dose of reality in this game. I think they go into a hostile environment. Minnesota is going to run it up on them, and they're going to they're going to keep that number two seed. That's exactly what they want. They want the number two seed in the NFC, and they're going to keep that. So give me Minnesota and the under the 48. You're on the under two, Josh? Yeah, I'm on the under because it's just depletion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Giants have to keep things in the middle of the field. Uh, you get fined if you go out of bounds. If you go out of bounds and stop the clock, you get fined $1,000 by D-Ball. Yeah. Sure, D-Ball, they brought him into the office and said, listen, we have to take out X amount of loan for uh, the wrestling company that Scott was telling me about. We don't have money for players, and we do not have money under no circumstances you know, it's just you and I, no witnesses. Under no circumstance, Brian D-Ball, are you to make the playoffs and we have to go on the road. It's coming out of your check, all right? We have to go on the road and pay for extra labor costs and extra playing costs to go on the playoffs. You're going down to Minnesota, you know what you need to do. <laughs> so Minnesota minus four, under 48. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, no, I'm with you guys. I mean, Minnesota really choked it last week at home again. I mean, they pulled. They had the comeback win. Um, but yeah, this is a big game for Minnesota to, to keep that uh that two seed in. You know, New York, like Scott said, getting that win last week kind of keeps them in the playoff race. I don't think the sense of urgency will really be there for them. Um, so I think Minnesota can win this game going away by two touchdowns, definitely. And uh, yeah, I think New York's gonna you know run the ball a lot and shorten the game, and that'll that'll lead it to staying under the forty eight. All right, so unanimous pick, Minnesota minus four. Under 48, the Washington Lord Commanders on the road going to 
San Francisco um, did a draft of the letter. I'm going to send it out to the editor of San Francisco Chronicle for the report of giving out erroneous information on who the starting quarterback is going to be. Bad journalism. Uh, whoever the, the, the quarterback is going to be, it doesn't matter, right? They're just going to run it down their throats. Uh, the total is 38. That's about right. Uh, it seems like Henneke has been playing with handcuffs and still kind of winning. But, man, they only scored 12 points last week against a very bad, depleted Giants defense. Uh, because of Schneider calling all the Elmstrom owners mobsters and threatening people, Ursay obviously has been threatened. Uh, crackhead Ursay said that Schneider should be voted out. Now he's saying he's voting for Schneider to stay in. So what happened to that? <laughs> right? Some mafia activity, some money exchange, or some extortion? We don't know. What we do know is that the, the Washington Lord Commanders are not getting any calls in this game. On the road, Shanahan doesn't care what front or who you are. Whatever defense you're in, this is going to be the wrong defense. He's going to be figuring out a way to run on you. So I like the under 38 and San Francisco minus seven. Uh, it's what I'm mulling around. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I think San Francisco could pretty close post a shutout in this game. Their right. defense is prob probably top two or three in the NFL. They have a running back in Christian McCaffrey that can control the offense, control the game by running the ball and catching those short passes out of the backfield. San Francisco has already clinched the division. They have clinched the division. They don't mind going on the road to Minnesota because right. they – they tra defense travels in the NFL. So I, I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win it like 21 to three, 28 to three, something like that. It's not going to be pretty. They're just going to run the ball and run it and run it. And Brock Purdy's going to throw, you know, as little as possible. So I, I like San Francisco in this spot, minus the seven and under 38. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go minus seven. What do you think, uh, Chad? You know, I, I like that too, man. I I think Washington is just they kind of that, that was a tough the back to back games. They tied the Giants and then lost to the Giants. Man, that was tough for them and, and just their overall hopes here. And the 49ers are just they're you know, they seem to be really rolling and, and just really, really efficient, man. Um, and they've won like I don't know, five, six games, seven games in a row. Um, but I, I, I think it's gonna continue here. I think that they're gonna Stop. I don't think Washington scores much here. Um, I mean, shoot, I might even look at that Washington team total under here. If you're getting something, you know, I mean, you're probably getting something at least north of north of 14. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's I don't think Washington scores a lot here. I think San Francisco gets up, a lot of running, takes their foot off the pedal, tries to run that clock, get out of there with a win. Um, you know, kind of similar to you know, what we're saying with the Chiefs and other other teams that are. You know, they're and uh, that defense is going to allow them to cover playing that style. So I'm with you guys. San Francisco minus seven under the 38. Right. Fundamental analysis that we use. People have gotten rich with fundamental analysis, not technical analysis. Uh, Shanahan's dad went to Super Bowl, right? Running the work ball with Terrell Davis, uh, zone blocking. 
uh, Shanahan worked with Andy Reid. He's an Andy Reid disciple, his mentor. And it's funny, Chad said that Shanahan is going to do exactly what his mentor taught him to do, especially late in the game, which we love. We made so much money off that. Thank you, Andy Reid. <laughs> right? Because we make a lot of money on those unders, especially in the playoffs. Those Chiefs under to the playoffs <laughs> have been great, right? Except when we knew it was going over with Buffalo. So we got 78% of the playoffs. So San Francisco minus seven, under 38, unanimous pick. This is going to be a really good football game. Two really good rosters going at each other. And Jalen Hurts. So that makes it 100%. All the running quarterbacks this year are hurt. Maybe not injured, but hurt. Players are too big, too fast. In the training, right? Uh, look at this, how thick Jalen Hurts' legs are. He trains hard. So what that means, if you're going to run, you run it 17 times. That's what a running back does. It's not going to be good long-term. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Long, there's never been a running quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. Closest was Steve McNair, but back then when he got close to the Super Bowl, he's a really good uh, drop-back quarterback. So give me the Dallas Cowboys minus four. And I think it's going to be – this is a playoff game. So it's going to be a traditional trying to championship playoff type of situation. Is Jalen Hurts play? He's going to be playing um, not at full strength. Garnu Menchu, who should have won the Heisman Trophy at a Washington State with the now deceased Mike Leash, uh, is a better dropback quarterback than Hurts. So if he gets in the game, uh, you might look to take uh, Philadelphia second half line or an over. But Jalen Hurts stays in there. He can't read defenses. He's hurt. I like the under 47 or whatever it balloons to. And Dallas minus the four points. Uh, Dallas has to win this game. More important than Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia wants to close out the division. What do you think, Scott? So the the guy that Minshew start over Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts is hurt, right? is not – that precipitous of a drop. I think Gardner Minshew can throw the ball. I think he can get all the the playmakers involved. I think Dallas's defense is reeling right now. Uh, They they gave up 40 to Jacksonville. And Zay Jones had three touchdowns last week. Okay. That's that's unheard. He's never done that before. He had had a great game. So the Dallas secondary is missing their number two cornerback. He tore his Achilles a couple weeks ago. So he's Ooh. out for the year. Horrible. So I think I think Philadelphia is going to attack with Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard in this game. I'm going to pick Philadelphia to win this game outright against Dallas. I'm, so I'm taking Philly with the points, taking Philly on the money line, and I'm taking under 47. I don't think Gardner Minshew is, is a bad replacement for Jalen Hurts. So I think he's going to do just enough to win the game and put the division away, and then Philly can say to Jalen Hurts, take as much time as you need to get healthy. We got the number one seed locked up. We got the division locked up. That's that's my that's where I'm going with this game. So, 
All right, so you guys yeah, are both you guys are both on the under though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm a uh, I love the under here, but I I'm with Scott. I, I I like Philly in this spot, man. I'm big on Minshew. Um, I think Minshew's a stud. I I love his attitude. I think the guys around him are gonna rally. I think the team will play for him well, and they're in a spot to clinch the division, or not clinch the division, but clinch the the one seat overall, and that gives them two weeks of they don't even need to Jalen Hurts. I mean, plus a bye week. I mean, he's got three four weeks there to get better before they need him to play, which is huge. So I think Philly's going to put everything into this game. Um, and, yeah, I just – I think Dallas right now, they're not going to catch Philly for the division. Dallas is in a wild card seat no matter how they draw it, and they know that. So I, I don't think they show much. I think Dallas conservatively, you know, plays a low-scoring both in game here and, and, you know, doesn't care about really losing this one. It's not going to change their playoff picture by any means right now. Um, but with where they're at, I mean, they can just maybe get a better wild card seed, but you know, they're, they're, they're chasing, you know, they're, they're chasing some tough stuff there. So I, uh, I, I like, um, I like Philly to, uh, to cover, you know, getting five and a half points, like them the plus five and a half and, uh, under that, uh, four, 48, is it right? 47. 47, under 47. Are you jumping on the money line at the plus 180 or just the side, the plus five? Uh, just a plus five and a half. I'll probably sprinkle the money line, like a you know twenty percent of my unit, a little sprinkle. Uh, but I like the plus five and a half, plus plus six. I'll probably buy the half point, take a plus six. I get a four and a half, so you'd be buying a half point to get plus five. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the five. All right, so I'm gonna be Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Or, yeah, uh, I got plus five on Bobata, so I can get plus five and a half for uh, minus one twenty. I'll update the sheet. Or, or we can wager. Uh, who has been our sponsor, which is really good for falling asleep besides boring NFL games. <laughs> Cannabis gummy bears. Uh, really, you get that deep sleep with that. So we we can bet this. Even though I get them for free, so it's not really a bet. So it just means they have to ship them out. We get these for free. They do a great job out of San Diego, California. You can ship them all across the country, but especially liberal states like Massachusetts and Illinois there. You guys are good. <laughs> I can cheat with some Elevate, you know. They do a great job. Dude, we're, we're, listen, we're we lost lost a very shop on every corner with a 30% sales tax kicker on top of the 10% state tax. Oh, we got yeah. Jason, you know, you got a lot of equity with me. I could just send you these out. We hey, listen, we lost our governor to the NCAA, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're pro-pot Republican governor. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to be Ruth Ginsburg on this, and I'm going to go with how about them boys, which really, they illustrate what I mean about tight rotation on teams where they got a division game the next week that they're very excited about. And this is the way it should be. We saw uh, the Colts that are bad, right? So this is a participation chart that I'm going to get more into because next three weeks are going to show us a lot. But look at Dallas. Look at this. Look at their uh, defensive their, their defensive ends. The starting safeties, 
70% of the staff, zero special teams. Look at that, Scott, huh? <laughs> we'll yeah. go a little bit. Look at the free safety. 91% of staff, zero on special teams. So they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys on that, on that uh, starting, let's say 22, did not play any special team snaps, right? And then uh, another thing we make a lot of money on is this. And that's something you kind of quantify uh, we're talking about the Cowboys this week, trying to keep their people fresh. Uh, I'm going to share the screen again. Got to love it, right? Florida team's second half line. Yep. Yep. That's been almost 80% for us this year. They beat them 27 to 13 in the second half in the heat. And what's important is we predicted before. We're not telling you this after it happened. We've been telling you before it happened all year long, and it's been cashing all year long. Yep. All right. Next game I'm going to tackle real quick is uh, the luckiest team in the world, right? Last week, Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> which I don't know. What do you think? Besides Jeff Saturday, you can throw him out. What do you think, Scott? I think uh, Josh McDaniels is the worst uh, – Pretend NFL head coach out there. Just Saturday, you guys throw him out, but I would say him. He's plus three against a really good coach, Tomlin. Coaching mismatch. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to score enough points just because the Raiders have the worst defensive backfield in the history of football. I feel like I can get in shape and start running past these guys. So, Whoever's the starting quarterback, I think Pickett's hurt. He tried to run. Guess what? He got hurt. No, he, he's, ba- he's back. Oh, he's back? He's back. Yeah, he's back. He'll be able to exploit this really bad defensive uh, backfield. And then again, Tomlin likes to wait for people to call, make mistakes. He's going to love Derek Carr. Derek Carr will give you at least one to two turnovers. Every- I don't even know how he has a job. But he does. God bless him. But he'll give you one or two turnovers a game, guaranteed, including the last game against New England. That's why New England should have won easy. But they have Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator. What do you think, Scott? So here's the telltale sign of this game. When the kickoff temperature is 40 degrees or below, Derek Carr is 30% win percentage or a little bit less. Right. I have a feeling in Pittsburgh it's going to be in the 20s. Yeah, kickoff 18 degree, 18 degrees at kickoff. Yep. That's number one. Number two, okay, you know, God rest his soul, Franco Harris just passed away. Oh. Sunday night, oh, the, yeah. Pits- the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception oh, yeah. against the Oakland Raiders. Oh. They are retiring Franco Harris's number at halftime. That stadium is going to be emotionally charged and filled with complete emotion. I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and under 38 because Derek Carr will not have a good game and that stadium will be loud, boisterous, and it will be on Derek Carr from second one to the end of the game. 
and they will not be able to function on offense. Plus, Josh McDaniels is the second worst coach in the NFL. I agree. <laughs> I agree. He's not a head coach. He's a coordinator. So, Right. Now, he's a coordinator. And, you know, Belichick treated him good to be a coordinator, but he's not a head coach by any means. And you got to remember that the referees, it's not illegal for them to make a bad call. Their job is to make the NFL money. They have fiduciary responsibility. The NFL is designated now like the WWE, an entertainment company, not a sports company, right? So the rest, believe me, the Raiders are not getting one call in this game. Frank Harris just died. The terrible towel. There's, they're not getting nothing, right? They're getting no zero calls. And as I pull up their participation chart from last week, uh, what are your thoughts on this game, Chad? Yeah, man, I'm I I'm with you guys. I think Pittsburgh really turned a corner here the second half of the season uh, at home with everything Scott said about that stadium and, and them retiring that jersey. It's it's going to be a, a great environment. The Raiders are in shambles. They're not making the playoffs. I think Pittsburgh here wins this game. I like a minus the two and a half, win this game by at least a field goal. And, yeah, I mean, give me in freezing temperatures – I, this game's going to go under that, that 38 and a half. I like the under here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you guys. And then, yeah, McDaniels, you know, my, my dad always tells, you know, always will tell me like, you know, a coordinator, you know, coaches the players, you know, but the difference between being like a coordinator or a position coach and a head coach is like the head coach coaches coaches. You coach your coaches to go out and coach your players to do the right thing. So, you know, that's, I think what McDaniels is struggling right now is coaching the coaches. He's still trying to coach the players and scheme and do this stuff, and he's not really coaching the coaches that are going to go out there. And, and you know, I mean, you see, like, in Belichick, right? Like, Patricia's a terrible play caller, but at the end of the day, this is the best play calling he's ever done, even though it still sucks. It's way better than when he was at Detroit. Um, you know, so Belichick's elevating his coaching a little bit. So, you know, I just think that's, that's the difference here is McDaniels isn't doing a good job of coaching the coaches as a staff. Um, and it's 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 trickling down to, to every every position group there. So I like the Steelers, Hall of Fame coach and Tomlin, and you know uh, Sunday Saturday night game, Christmas Eve game, prime time at home, everything going on. Got to give me Steelers here to win this game by a field goal and and under the thirty eight and a half. Yep. No, you make a great point, right? The greatest coach of all time, Bear Bryant. What he do? He coached the coaches, and even Belichick's violating that because he's his own defensive coordinator. He doesn't have a defense. What is he going to do? Talk to himself to coach himself? You know, he's breaking what his buddy's saying. Saying now he does is coach the coaches, the way Shad say. Now you look at the Raiders' participation chart here, and look at very interesting, right? Similar to the Cowboys, Belichick did not have his prized defensive tackles and uh, defensive guys play special teams at all. Zero special team snaps. Had this guy played four snaps, not a lot. Uh, McCurdy, right? Played 100% free safety snaps, zero special teams. Now let's look at the poor Raiders. Remember, Martinez, the linebacker, left because he played 100% of the snaps in 91% of the special team snaps and he took off. Crosby, what is Crosby, your primo edge rusher, doing on six plays, special teams play? That's ridiculous. Your best player, right? Look at Belichick. His best player in defense recording. Zero special teams, right? So what is Crosby doing on special teams? Your defensive tackle, 83% of the snaps, six plays on special teams. And look at this guy. 
right? He gets the Iron Man Award. 68% of the snaps on defense in half of the special teams play. That is insane. And then he has this guy, uh, Paul Malo, uh, you know, 18%, 12 snaps on defense is 69% special teams. Absolutely is, outrageous. Did Hunter Renfro return punts against the Patriots? I God <laughs> hope he did because he played six snaps on special teams. He just he came have, off. He have been back there. He just came he off the IR too. Yeah, he just came off the IR too. What's he they doing playing? I would say he was a gunner, right? Yeah, I would think so. Shirt. I would think so. I would hope so because if, if <laughs> not, right? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he he had one target. Yeah, six plays on special teams. He didn't return anything, right? You're right. He didn't return anything. She was a gunner on special teams. That's that's pathetic. We have a guy who you're paying $15 million a year. I don't know why they're giving him $15 million. $15 million a year to be a gunner on special teams. Figure that one out. Pure insanity. But that's why they're going to have nothing against Pittsburgh. Next week, Pittsburgh can beat them up. Cover the spread. It's going to be under 30. Way to go, Josh. Way to go, Josh. <laughs> nice job, Josh. Not you, Josh. The other Josh. Josh McDaniels. Yes. yes. <laughs> Man, if I ran my firm the way Josh McDaniels runs breeders, I would be homeless right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Bay plus four at Miami. Miami minus four. Uh, man, I'm going to go over 49, Miami second half line. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I'm gonna go over over. Yeah, I'm gonna go over 49, Miami second half line, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miami. They've lost three straight. They're coming home. It's Christmas Day. Crowd's gonna be in a frenzy. They yes. need to win this game. They need to win this game for the playoffs because they go to New England the following week, and that's right. never, no matter how how what New England's record is. It's never an easy game coming up here in 30-degree weather and trying to win a game against Bell Belichick. So I think Miami puts it together. I think they finally knock Green Bay out of the playoff race here. So I'm going to take Miami. I'm going to take the over because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I'm going to take the Miami second-half line because I think Green Bay is going to wilt in the fourth quarter. So They're going to wilt in the fourth quarter, but they have to be desperate to score because if they lose, they're pretty much out of the playoffs. Miami's got Miami's got Miami's got way too much speed on offense for Green Bay to handle. So, right. so and then uh, before we go to Chad, just some cultural stuff like in Chicago, um, New, you know, New England, even Tampa Bay. You know, before Christmas situation, the whole crowd's gonna be drunk. In Miami, the whole crowd is gonna be crazy because the whole crowd's gonna be hard liquored up, drunk, beer drunk. Like Chicago be beer drunk, right? Buffalo beer drunk, Tampa Bay beer drunk, New England kind of a mixture of both. Yep. San Francisco, there's some wine in there. Oh yeah, yep. In Miami, it's going to be hard liquor, some Molly. So those people will be really high. <laughs> I'll Molly it up. I'll ecstasy. You know, all all kinds of uh, you know massages and naked people running around. That's going to be the Miami crowd with Green Bay. 
What do you think? It's like eleven, like eleven a.m. on uh, on Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah, right. They're gonna go from the club to the game. Unless they're still partying from Christmas Eve the night before, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be partying. Even Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay got everybody's up, and they're at the uh, at the um, you know tailgating spot already at seven in the morning. You know. Handing your beer. Hey man, I have a buzz. You need a buzz. Here's your beer, dude. No, I'm I'm with you guys, man. Miami losing three straight back at home Christmas Day. I like Miami minus four uh over the 49. Um, you know, it's gonna be some good good weather there. And then um, yeah, I think Miami's second half line has been, you know, those Florida second half lines have been good to us. And yeah, I think yeah, like Scott said, the speed's gonna be too much here. The Green Bay defense is gonna have some some problems with Miami. Big time, big time. So that'll be Christmas Day. Uh, Anna's going to be watching the Christmas movies. I'll be watching it. I'll read beforehand so I know the plot. So she grills me on the plot. Oh, you're not watching. I'm like, no, da 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 da. They'll end up hooking up at the end. <laughs> I was going to say, there, there's like only one plot for all those movies. So right. you got a, a chance of getting it right. <laughs> getting that very into quick recap for the guys because they don't know, so they'll know the answer. Uh, it's going to be an independent businesswoman who's working too hard, who's been focusing on work and <laughs> needs to find love. And this really nice guy in the beginning of the movie, the guy's going to do something really nice. And you're going to go, oh, this guy's a nice guy. You're going to find out that he's a widowed doctor. They always have good jobs. They're a doctor, lawyer. He's a widowed lawyer. Uh, he's a really nice guy. He has two young daughters and they're snowed in for Christmas. And then the kids... <laughs> Uh, them into hooking up. Did you have watched way <laughs> too many Hallmark movies? I, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You said you know you got a girlfriend, man. That's uh, I'm previewing your future. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't have to watch no Hallmark movies yet for me. Thank goodness. Yeah, but she doesn't like sports though, and so far she's failed on the uh, YouTube. Both have failed on hooking us up. Where the almost abandoned property now, Giselle and Tom Brady have in Montana. Man, so we were gonna squat in and turn on the electricity and live the high life until they sell the house. Right, that was the plan, but uh, I digress. Uh, Denver, and Josh, I, I got the sheet right. Do I have three ways for you? Are you doing Miami minus four? Yeah, Miami minus four, okay. yeah, minus four over 49 and second half line, right? In money line to cover my ass if. Uh, you know, Roger scores a late, meaningless touchdown because they're desperate trying to make the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a hard time in the heat, second half. The Rams at home, SoFi Stadium, uh, $7 billion stadium, no air conditioning. Man, I see that stadium being empty on, on, on Sunday. Uh, Baker Mayfield fits what McVeigh wants to do now in the NFL. Uh, NFL is turning to an air raid type system. Baker Mayfield comes from the air raid type system. Uh, Denver has a really good defense going against Mark Rippon. Uh, the Rams are in a good situation now. So, and Denver just horrible on offense. So, I like this to sneak over the 18. Uh, you'll see Baker Mayfield running a little bit more. I think the Rams have scored 24 points, 17 to 24. 
Denver's going to score two on the Rams. So I can see 2017 is what, 37? Sneak over. So it's a 2017 game here. Even though Denver's defense is really good, it's late in the season and they're wearing down, just physically wearing down. Enough for Baker Mayfield to have a uh, back-breaking first down with his legs in the air raid system. And then the air raid system is very simple. The air raid system only has four plays. So McVay's integrating it with the West Coast offense, which is much more complicated. So it's a combination of really complicated and really simple. So what the Rams are doing is they're giving Baker Mayfield on Monday 30 plays to study. And then with the smart wide receivers, read the offense, the defense independent of each other, and then you go. If Mayfield's confused, which he usually is confused, it's not hard for Baker Mayfield to get confused. They'll just take off and run. So I like uh, the Rams plus the three here over 36 points. So I'm going to buy the half point and go the other way. What do you think, Scott and Chad? Oh, boy. Open your Christmas presents in this game. This game's going to be awful. Um, <laughs> I'm going to smell the stink all the way from my house, man. <laughs> so this is the time where folks wow. movies. Yeah, you can watch the Hallmark Channel for the three hours that this game goes. Um, right. I'm going to agree with you. I, Russell Wilson – other than that one game against Kansas City, has not had a good year at all. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to the Rams have shown more life than the Broncos have with Russell Wilson as quarterback. So I'm I'm going to say the Rams are going to win it at home in a half empty stadium probably. So I'm going to take the Rams plus the points, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it's going to barely squeak over, but barely it's going to be like 21-17, I think. Right, Rams. So give me the Rams plus the three in the over in this situation. Yeah, I'm with you guys here, man. Rams at home. Um, you know, they're coming off that big win against the Raiders at home. It's going to be an empty stadium. They did win the Super Bowl last year, so they'll probably, get, you know, this is a, a, win, a home win for them. I think they'll get the calls in this game kind of like they did against the Raiders. Right. Um, I, you know, Baker Mayfield's kind of a big story right now with him being there. So I, I I, I like the Rams plus the three. And, yeah, I think this one uh, squeaks over. I think this is the game that squeaks over because it is that indoor-style game. You know, I think this game right. may be played in Denver and Green Bay in a cold environment probably, but in that nice, beautiful SoFi, no wind, you're in underground a little bit, weather's going to be nice, field's going to be clean. I think that's going to allow this one to squeak over. So I'm with you guys. And you guys know I like those uh, teaser engineered parlay picks, but I'm going to look at the odds on this one. But might be able to get like a LA Rams plus 10 over 29 in an engineered parlay. That's, so easy, that's an easy win. That's an easy win. That's an easy yeah, win. Nice. yeah, that's an easy win. Yeah, Denver can't, Denver can't be favored against anybody. No. It can't be. <laughs> no. So They steal defeat from the jaws of victory on a theory game. <laughs> it's kind of Sunday funny, night. man. Yeah, Sunday night football. Probably after Home Alone 2 here. Uh, Tampa Bay minus seven against the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're out of the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they've been eliminated. I think uh, Clingsbury might hang on because they don't. Want, the Bidwell family doesn't care. <laughs> Bidwell family, they're just like we are so done. We don't care about anything right now. Uh, we're going into recession. We're hunkering down. Let's keep this guy. He may, he he makes sure we do not have to play any travel costs for the playoffs. So maybe Clingsbury is doing his job. Uh, they played a lot of ball control this this uh, this year, and then all the teams that lose as coaches, they've all been losing. It's almost like ninety percent. Uh, they've lost a few coaches. One guy beat his wife. The other guy was uh, sexually groping women in Mexico. He got fired. And instead of hiring new coaches, they just gave more responsibility to the other coaches. So they've been a complete disaster. I think Tampa Bay needs this game. Um, I don't think their defense is, you know, in uh, Todd Bowles was embarrassed last week. He's supposed to be a defensive guru. Uh, they wanted him to be a CEO coach, and he has been completely hands-off the offense. They say too hands-off that he doesn't even give them any encouragement or even look him in the eye when he's walking by them in the hallway. <laughs> right. You're not supposed to be that way as a head coach. They want him just to say hi, give Christmas cards to people, do something. Uh, but then now his defense is embarrassed. He does good against the air raid, right? He shut down the air raid in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid's version of the air raid. This with the air raid, all you have to do, they haven't, they haven't, nobody's proven they can beat this in the air raid. Uh, the air raid's like a running quarterback. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, really, because Andy Reid doesn't count as an air raid. And McVeigh, Zach Taylor run a kind of West Coast offense air raid. All that to say is that I think Tampa Bay will sh- shut him down in a dome, Glendale, Arizona, which Chad likes. Uh, and I don't see this getting over 41 points. So give me Tampa Bay minus seven under 40. What do you think, Scott? Can you really take Tampa Bay with this many points the way they oh, played gosh. this year? This is this is crazy. I think they might win 14 to three or something. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy, boy, boy. Okay. All right. Ginsburg on this one. So no, no, I'm not. So here's what I here's what I think is gonna happen. Mike Evans has this consecutive thousand yard season going he is like eight of them he's at about 860 yards right now with three games yeah. left i think they're going to try to get him to the thousand this week so i i could see him having a huge game yeah. i'm not confident tampa bay can win with these points so i'm going to take tampa bay on the money line i know it's probably a steep price but i'm going to take tampa bay on the money line right and I'm going to say it's going to go over because this is Arizona Super Bowl this week. They're playing the primetime game on Sunday night, on Christmas night. Tom Brady's coming into their stadium. This is, I think this is where the Super Bowl is going to be played. So I think Arizona is going to put up a good fight and make Tom Brady throw the ball a little bit more. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay only on the money line because I'm not confident they can cover this. Might not be. Minus 375. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right. Give me Tampa Bay minus the seven and a half. How about this? 
over. How, how about we go? How we go? Minus six and a half. Minus six somewhere in there. Yeah, minus six and a half. We'll buy the point, make it minus six and a half. Because I was almost going to say Arizona plus eight, but Trace yeah. McZorny is the quarterback this week. Right. Making his first career start against an NFL winning defensive coordinator. Right? So, uh, man, it smells to me like 14 to 3, 17 3, 24 10. It does. I just have the strange feeling Arizona's going to show up in a, in a a what they think is going to be their Super Bowl this year. So I I think the Tampa Bay minus the six and a half over the points. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to go over somehow, some way. Yeah, this is what I because when they business decisions, I think that rushing three, dropping eight, you can throw the ball over the middle. And Levante David is going to decapitate somebody, or or Devin Devin White's going to decapitate somebody, and, and you're going to see the Cardinals go soft. But, but the other to thing I think game is it's throw Connor in there and, and and stick to your guns and hand the ball off to him every time against a three man defensive line. But before Chad goes, here's the devil's advocate point of view: Brady right. and that offense are t- ticked off. For the for their performance all year long, right. so if they have the chance to blow a team out, they're gonna do it. Yeah. So maybe maybe it goes thirty eight seven, maybe it goes. And, and you're uh, you're you're taking on a Cardinals defense who gave up twenty four to Denver last week. Yes, Denver. Yeah. So that is why I think Tampa Bay scores at least thirty one in this game. Yeah, right. I think you got to look at that Tampa Bay team total over here. Right. I see them covering seven, and I see them putting up a pretty big number. So I'm going to go over here as well. I think if Arizona gets to 10 points, this game goes over. Yeah. Um, yeah, think about it more. I, I think the, the only way goal. this game yeah. – the only way this one stays under is 31-7. Um, I, I really think that this – in that controlled environment as well, you got an indoor stadium. I, I like this one to squeak over the 40. And I I like I like Tampa Bay here to cover the seven, and I'm going to look at the Tampa Bay team total over as well. And here's the here's the other point, Josh. If Tampa Bay wins this game, they pretty much sew up this division, pretty much, right. with two games left. So when Brady sees blood in the water, he goes after it usually, and right. I think in this game. That offense is so teed off for their performance all year long that they're going to just lay a number on Arizona. But I can also see Arizona fighting, yeah, and trying to win this game. Right, so, right. Uh, which will make it go over. Yeah, which will make it go over, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I've, I've changed my mind, right? This is a dynamic podcast. Okay? No rigid thinking here. And we listen to each other. So listening to the analysis from Scott, Chad, I've decided that this game is going to go over the 40. Remember, the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Late in the season against tired defenses, 40 yeah. is just way too low a number with what we just described. Even with Trace McSorley there, right? Because Tampa Bay gets a big lead, believe me, Levante David, uh, Carlton Davis. Uh, I mean, Levante David, Carlton Davis, you know, White, Vita Vea, none of those guys are going to be in there. 
they're all going to be on the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, There's another thing that spells over. <laughs> you have your linebacker. This is insane, right? We just saw how Belichick and Dallas does things. This is completely insanity. 100% of the snaps, five snaps on special teams. Yep. Yeah. Your linebacker here, 54%, 37 snaps as a linebacker, 21 snaps, 75% of the special, special teams. teams. Yeah. Insanity. That's, mm. that's insane. That's just complete insanity. And again, your defensive linemen aren't supposed to uh, do both here. And they have really one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight defensive players paying at least 84% of the snaps. Man, they got to be depleted and tired. All right. Not even Denver does that. Right? Look at that. 100% of the snaps, but only one on special teams. This guy's zero. Insane. Insane. So that's a tired football team, my friends. And they're out of the playoffs. So I like Tampa Bay. They covered the six and a half over the 40. And then the last game, Monday night football, those crazy Indianapolis Colts against the Chargers. So there's a lot of, we got the Greek mafia on the road against the crackhead owner, Ursay. Right? Uh, you know, powder cocaine, 30,000 ecstasy pills. Maybe it was driving down to a Miami home game. <laughs> And a hooker. <laughs> uh, Scott and I, Chad, we'd be in jail for 30 years if we got pulled over like he did with that. It, plus four and a half. And over under is 46. Make sense of this for me, Scott. So Matt Ryan's benched. The Patriots' hatred of the quarterback position, Nick Foles is starting for the, oh, for the Colts. Yeah. Matt Ryan was an abject failure. J yeah. Jonathan, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is done for the year. So they basically have no running game. They're down to Zach Moss, who they got right. to trade, and, De and Deion Jackson. Right. So my, feel my feeling is Nick Foles is going to throw 40 times Monday night against the Chargers, which – is not a totally bad thing because the Chargers secondary is you, very right? you got Pittman in your fantasy, right? Yep, I got Pittman in my fantasy, so <laughs> I'm hoping Pittman. I'm hoping Pittman goes off again. Right. Um, I I think this is going to be a high scoring game right. on a Monday night, late in the season. Chargers need the game to stay in the play. You know, stay in that playoff positioning. I like the charges in this game. I think there's just too much. You know, Indy just blew that huge lead against Minnesota. Never happened before in the NFL that big of a lead. So I'm going to take the charges. Charges hitting the Colts at the right time. Charges minus five. And I'm going to say it goes over 46. So. Because I, I think Nick Foles is like, I got nothing to lose. This is my last shot at starting the game, NFL game. I'm just going to throw the ball around. Dangerous so, guy when that happens. So you, you like the, the Colts or the Chargers? Chargers minus five, over 46. Five, over 46 points. 
What do you yep. think, John? Yeah, the Colts have gotten in shootouts here the last two weeks. Um, I just – their defense is not stopping anybody. They gave up 54 to the Cowboys. They let that crazy comeback to the Vikings. Um, you know, I, I do think this one definitely goes over the 46. And the Chargers just have a lot more to play for here in this spot. Um, so – uh, we got a cheap ownership team here in the Colts. Um, you know, the first year coach. I I I like the Chargers here to win this game by a touchdown, and I, I think this one will be be kind of a a, a shootout style game. Um, Chargers are going to come in, and they they haven't really been scoring too well. They're going to try to score on that depleted defense. Um, you know, and uh, Indianapolis, I think, like uh, Scott says, going to you know Foles will be throwing it around here. And um, you know, this one will, will squeak over the total in a controlled dome environment there, protected from that weather. Uh, yeah, John, I like the over a lot. But to me, this reminds me of when the Chargers uh, played Atlanta. And the Chargers won the game, but Atlanta covered. And home dogs on Monday Night Football are 80%. <laughs> <laughs> Including some crazy games this year. Uh Cleveland Clowns at home, they covered home dog on Monday Night Football. Uh, the refs are going to be threatened by the crackhead owner. They're going to get the calls. Uh, so I like Indianapolis and Nick Foles. Super Bowl winning quarterback, Nick Foles. Right? With Frank Wright. I don't know what Frank Wright didn't start. He won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia with him. Right? Uh, so I'm shocked by this. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, I like the Colts. I'll be Ruth Gate Bader Ginsburg on this one, the contrarian. Yeah, I'm actually going to change my pick on this side. I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts plus the five. Think, right. I think this one is going to be a close, you know. <laughs> I, Chargers will – I think they will pull out a win, but I could easily see this being a field goal win for the Chargers. Um, right. Just, or back to cover. Never, look, this is the last time Nick Colts is, is going to be able to start – so he he's gonna love that backdoor cover, the the Dalton backdoor cover. And home dogs on Monday Night Football are eighty percent. Whenever I bet against it, I lose. So I'm gonna stick to my gun. Also, double digit dogs in the division have been there were seven or one this year. So there were like, none this week. There were none this week. So right. Yeah. And I, I I could see the Chargers here falling out of the playoffs. I could see them. Fault losing this game, and then I mean they they got easy games coming up. I think they got like Denver and LA and the Rams. Um, but I could see them losing two out of three and getting being on the bubble for real. It would not surprise me to see them to see them kind of choke it at the and end. It's kind of going always, on. always their going mantra. On. This is what's going on. I mean, Goodell sent out a memo, right, and made the memo public. The teams are not supposed to tank to avoid. Uh, travel costs. The Chargers, I can guarantee you, the Spanos sister is suing Dean Spanos, saying that they have um, they've squandered all the money in the trust. There's no money in the trust. So I guarantee you the trust manager has told the Chargers not to make the playoffs. So wait, Carol. To to Chad's point, to your point, 
I don't think the two teams in back of the Chargers will allow that to happen, to be honest with you, the Patriots and the Jets. Right. I just I just don't think they're going to win enough to, to overtake, to allow the Chargers to fall out of the playoff picture. If the Chargers... Kraft wants to play, pay travel costs because he's the only one Agreed, agreed. 100% agreed. But I just don't... I think with the schedule the Patriots have down the stretch here and Zach Wilson being the quarterback for the Jets, I just can't see either one of both of those teams overtaking the charges and knocking the charges out. That's the only way the charges don't make it is if the Patriots and the Jets overtake them. And I just don't think it's going to happen. Right. I, you know, I, I, I get the point, you know, the charges have choked everything away in the, the recent past, but this year, I just don't think those two teams are back in them will allow that to happen for the Chargers this year. I think the Chargers win this game. They're definitely making the playoffs. I, yeah. That's what I, that's what I think. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They'd have to drop two. They'd have to drop two of the last three to even be in jeopardy. Right. Because, because if you look at it, I think the teams, the seven teams that are in the playoffs now are the seven teams that are going in the AFC. I don't see the Patriots or the Jets. Jacksonville will be the only team. I mean, that, really, that though, Scott, up. they only need one of those teams to jump them because Miami is going to jump them this week. I mean, or I mean, Miami, I think, will jump them. Yeah. In two of the last three. So, I mean, it's really up to the Jets, you know, get the win this tomorrow night. Um, man, and the Chargers lose to the Colts. It, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. To, tomorrow I, night, what tomorrow night is in the playoffs because, you know, the owner of the Jets, Johnson, owns the IRS twenty million dollars. I don't know why. What he has tomorrow the night? IRS, so, what tomorrow night is is an elimination game. Whoever loses that game is definitely not going to playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be out. It is. So no, but if, Jacksonville still got a shot because if Tennessee loses to the Colts, that's the only way. Dallas, yeah. Yeah. then they play the last game of the year. They'll be down a game, but they'll own the tiebreaker. They'll still control their own destiny. Right, and, and I could see Jacksonville if they get that four seed. They could beat Baltimore. They'll beat Baltimore. Yeah. They already beat them once. They'll do it again. See, Jacksonville so, is playing for the division. Yeah. And the Jets are playing for the wild card. Yeah. The wild card wise, whoever loses tomorrow night is not going to be a wild card. They, yeah. they Jacksonville's going to have to win the division or be out. So I got to hop off, guys. All right, Chad. Tonight. Take care. Thank you, Chad. So that. Yeah, so that's good. that's what I that's what I think, Josh. If the Jets lose tomorrow night and the Patriots yeah. lose to the Bengals, and Miami wins and the Chargers win, then I think you got your seven outside of Tennessee, Jacksonville. I think you have your seven teams in the AFC pretty much set. So, yeah, yeah, and I'll be shocked, right? That you know, Jonathan and people don't call slide into the office and say, hey, "Great job, you did a great job." That's what we want you to do: be competitive. But please don't make the playoffs. It's coming yep. out of your head. Yep. Agreed. Final words, guys. Very exciting, man. You'll be snowed in, but you got a lot of good information to make money being snowed in watching games, Jason. <laughs> Stocked up. Thank God for, uh, yeah, you can bet on the phone. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, you know, we'll, see, we'll see you Saturday. Me and Josh will see you Saturday, but um, to Jason, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Chad, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays as well. Um, you know, this time of year, it's the end of the season. We're coming down to it. But every year seems to fly by faster and faster. And this season is right. no doubt. So, 
We still got some a lot of winning to do. We still got a lot of tickets to cash. Good luck yes. to everybody this weekend. Get your bets in early. Don't forget, Saturday's the heavy NFL day this week. So right. you gotta get it, you gotta get them in by Friday, most likely. So yes, wake up, look at the schedule. Uh, my wife's a therapist, she's a mindfulness expert, but experience has taught me to slow things down. Things go fast. I know both of you guys have kids that grow fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah Soak they do. in the Everybody day. Does. Uh, meditate, kind of slow the mind down, think of nothing, uh, and plan things on the schedule, right? To make time last a little longer in yeah. the giving season, right? Uh, Santa Claus has had a long career, long chef life, giving things away. It's not philanthropy or religion, it's just business. Give one, you get 10 back, right? Even Zelensky was saying that. Right. <laughs> you do, give us do, weapons. We give you democracy. <laughs> do some do something nice for somebody out there that doesn't right. have what you have in, well, life, in life. Pass the night for someone. Yeah. No, and then, this is yeah. the thing, right? And I'll close with this because this is another thing that took me a while to learn, but it's true. You think you're doing something nice for somebody else, but you're really doing it for yourself because it's gonna make you feel good. <laughs> It's not easy yeah. feeling good. People that spend is. money on drugs and cocaine to what? To feel good. And you can feel good by just by helping. And it's great when it's random because there's a lot of people that have helped me that I, I can never help back. So if I can help somebody who can never help me back, it kind of evens out the kind of karma out there. So it makes right. you feel better. So it's about you. It's not about the other person. You might not even never see that other person again. Right? So, uh, even if you do, uh, you don't know how that helped impacted that person. You know what your intentions were. You know maybe what the results are, and then you feel good. So it's about feeling good. That's why Winston Churchill said, right? Got deeper into that, that you make a living from your labor, right? Make a living from your labor for your daily bread, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the Yesterday Seed Podcast Network. Thank you so much, Jason. Lightsaber. Yeah. Glad to be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full, full crew is always a nice thing. So. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Well, we'll see you for that. Happy holidays, Jason. Take care. Bye. Josh, I'll see you. I'll see you Saturday. Saturday. Thank you. All right. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy the day. You, you too. Mm -hmm. That's why this one goes cost $800 and that goes to